me you're just grabbing it out of the air, right? Yeah. To like, market, yeah. But, it, like but if you're contesting, <laughs> no, like, come I'm, on, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Can't do. Um, on this week... Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson and we have an absolute five-piece feed tonight. We've got James Wood. Howdy. We've got Adam Ryan returns from his sabbatical in uh, New Zealand. Hello. I feel like that may have gotten away from you, that intro, a little bit. It did a little bit. I was didn't know where I was going, but uh, it was all right. <laughs> Nathan uh, Hennessy is, is back this week. Mm-hmm. Brought my juicy thighs back to the feed. <laughs> oh wow! Very nice. And uh, we got Ash, Ash Whaling Turbo Chook himself. Yeah, bringing in the juice. It's finger looking good tonight, isn't it? Oh, here, baby. Here. all right. Question, question without notice for you all. If you were standing in KFC right now, what would you order? Twister. Twister. Yeah. Okay. Twister. But no, nah, it's got to be a burger Easy. for me. Yeah, zinger, big zinger. No, I'm eating off the kids' menu, mate. I'm fucking well, chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, you, do you get one of those snack buckets because they're cheap? How dare you? They're good. Give they're good that. value. Not, uh, not you, Nathan. Nathan's little... Yeah, well. <laughs> 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 I fucking heard that. Well, okay, follow-up question. How do you guys rate the turbocharged sauce? It's all right. I don't think I've tried it. You haven't tried Sweet it? It goes all right. It's all right. I, I, I like it. Don't I, get me wrong. I prefer it to like Macca's burger sauce. Yeah, agreed. Don't get me wrong. It does taste like something you'd clean your car with, but at the same time, <laughs> it's it's a cleaning product I'm going to keep eating. <laughs> Step up from Tide Pods, eh? <laughs> Fucking hell. Don't like oh. car you're driving, but um, you know what? Well, Nathan. Zach. How are you? So bloody good. How are we? So bloody good. <laughs> yeah, Have you well, played Zelda? Oh, look, funny answer to that. Yes, but only like an hour and a half. Frankly, I'm intimidated by Weak. it and don't want to play it. So if you've, okay. if you've played it for an hour and a half, does that mean you've achieved literally nothing? Apparently, yeah, a friend effectively. Of mine. But it feels like I've done so much. <laughs> like it's it's exhaustive mm. to play because it's an exhaustive game. Uh, yeah. Mate of mine said he's it. up to four hours, and I said, how is it? He says, I don't know. I just haven't done anything, <laughs> but at the same time, I've done so much. Yep. Uh, so the scale is staggering. Nice. Adam, how was uh, New Zealand? Fantastic, mate. I had an absolute baller of a time doing the, the old adventure. Did um, Landed in Top Island, did all of that, and then a little bit of the South Island. Not as much as I'd like, but... You know, you run out of money after 10 days, don't you? <laughs> You're saving Drinking something any, uh, for next time. LMP? Yes, absolutely. Got to get oh, the LMP. Good it's, it's It's the drink of the gods. It is. It is. How about, how about pineapple lumps? Um, look, I, I don't share New Zealand's love of chocolate coating different flavoured marshmallows. Um, I think chocolate fish are all right. Pineapple lumps don't. Sorry. Really? Did you say chocolate fish? Twist my biscuit. Chocolate fish. Chocolate fish. Chocolate They're fish. just it's just marshmallows and huh. and chocolate. That's it. It's just in the shape of a of a fush. It's it's nothing too special. But they're mm. all right. They're not bad. <laughs> Consider me interested. Consider me not. James, what's uh, yeah, what's been going on with you? 
Oh, nothing, everything, all of it. You know, life. Feel that, feel that. Do you uh, been cranking much uh, Don Brocco still? I have. I really, oh, really oh, have. My man. It's been a bit a lot of cathartic, angry driving. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Just, uh, just so uh, you know, I know they've probably heard heard the episode, but just to just uh, tell the boys how good uh, my taste in music actually is. I don't know about your overall taste in music. I think this one, though, you got surprisingly correct. So, wow. It's such it's a, a backhanded. Surprisingly sur- correct. This one you got surprisingly correct. Well, yeah, like in the, uh, I kind of agree with that because when I sent it to James, I was like, eh, this could really go anyway. Like, I don't, I don't think there's no like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's either not, I hate it. Yeah, or, you're in or you're out with Don Barco. Or yeah. uh, I love it. And we are. Loved Swung it. the right way. So good times. Yeah. Good times. Well, I've had three thick shakes in like four days. So that's my. I have noticed that that, that particular thread on the Discord has been popping off as of late. And it's yeah. all blue. So <laughs> how is, uh, how's, how's your gut doing, mate? That's that's a lot of dairy. I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a bit tubs, mate. Start yeah, catching you, up. You bloat like a motherfucker, you would. Milky, mm. mm. milky. That's it, mate. Is it worth it? I've noticed that there's Absolutely. there's a theme because are you getting it from the same place? I'm seeing Absolutely a similar not. cup each time. No, I saw a sideshow like today. We have a sideshow up north, but I think they actually got bought out before they started expanding because they've kind of gone to shit. Really? At least, so up, I, at least up our neck of the woods. Yeah. So I that was the first time I'd seen them. Um, I think there's one in Richmond as well. Yeah, uh, on the weekend when I went to do my shopping for the week. And um, I was like, yeah, I went in and had a look. 8.50 for a Blue Heaven Thick Shake. I'll get on that. Had like the cream and stuff. It was very good. Yeah. Very like good thickness. So then we ordered some burgers and stuff. Good today girth. I had a lime Nice one. thickness. Mm. Delicious. They put, Mate, today they put like sprinkles on there. Oh, how good is that? How thick was it? Thick enough. Do you have to get like real into yeah. like the straw? Like the... <laughs> kind of action no, to get it out it was like a good good solid easy to suck thickness <laughs> okay <laughs> um are you so oh, i don't know how to i don't know i don't know how to move i don't know what are you talking about you don't just, know how to segue uh, from something that's nice and suckable come on man um, just uh push forward mate i'm still hung up on the consistency <laughs> oh well yeah are, are you someone that likes like concrete is that like is that what you're after? <laughs> the old chip rock like, thickness. I'm kind of in the concrete camp. Uh, I like to work for my thick shake. Yeah. If I'm ordering a thick <laughs> shake, like I want it to be thick, you know, I want it to. Yeah. You really have, want to earn have it. Body. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to have body. Like if, it, if, it's too, if it's too thin, it's just, you know, I mean, you might as well order a milkshake. Yeah. Though, like. You need to have thick in your on. thick shake. If it's just That's milk, it. then it's just flavoured milk. Mm. Uh, and the burger That's was right. really good, so. There you go. Shouts to Sideshow Burgers. Huge fan. Burgers clearly not the highlight. Thanks, Sideshow. The burger was actually Thanks. quite good. The burger was really good, actually. Let's I was give a shout out. I'm, I'm, I'm normally not a burger place. Uh, burger place. I'm not normally a burger person, but uh, not bad. Hmm. I think Doesn't they're too the tall old, uh, these days. Chicken nuggets, so. Sorry? That's my burger take, is that they're too tall these days. <laughs> oh, I want to be yeah. slightly wider so that no I can actually get my mouth around them. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I can rate that. I can rate that. It's, it's weird how like the expansion of burgers is ever upward but never outward. It's odd, right? Like what? I don't want to be there with a knife and fork like a dick. Well, you know? imagine oh. reaching a point where no, basically you can slice a burger like it's pizza and then have like wedges of mm. burger pizza. 
Uh, you might be onto something. I am. Yeah. I'm very, very down for that. Yeah, you get yourself a smash burger, mate. Whether it's got a nice thin, oh. thin patty, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Do they have burgers oh, in, now. in New Zealand? <coughs> uh, no, no, it hasn't made <laughs> it that far. Weirdly enough, don't they don't what? even have bread. <laughs> I don't know why. It's such a fucking weird question. <laughs> yeah, they just fucking put meat between chocolate-covered marshmallows. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Hold on, stop the presses. We need to discuss what Nathan's just put in the chat because we were talking about this before I was before I left. Uh, is this is this a sighting that you you yourself had? Yeah, mate. That's from uh, that's that's from the <coughs> driver's <laughs> driver's side of the <laughs> Toyota CHR. Um, <clears throat> couldn't yeah. Look, at, let's get. The I feeling. was in the vicinity at the time of the photo, and uh, that is a. That is a juggler. That looks like a fucking creepy pasta. A street is what it looks like. juggler, literally yes. just hanging out in the streets. You know yeah, what? So maybe Ash, were you here for this, Ash? So no, I'm trying I'm, to convince to these that, folks like, that clowns and like buskers and shit why? operate on like busy intersections in Melbourne for but a dollar. Why? Street juggler what? sort of fills me with the same kind of dread that you get from psycho clown. They're just like two entities that I don't want to run into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's incorrect. Yeah. I think they're out there for an insurance claim. They're like, oh, get, you know, get some money juggling. Really, they're wanting to get hit by a car and make an insurance claim. I'm on to them. I think I know the, the funniest thing is that their insurance claim isn't like them deliberately walking in front of traffic. It's the fact that they know that eventually someone is just going to veer off. And <laughs> Adam's. Uh, it's inevitable. Speaking like a person who works uh, in that somewhat sector. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Potentially. Classic. Classic. <laughs> you know the loopholes, don't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> Clown in all the fine print. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the games, shall we? Because we like games here. Yeah. Shall Adam. we? Okay. Adam. <laughs> Adam, what have you been playing? Because I know you've been playing something pretty good that will get James excited. I'm excited. Nathan will be excited Oi. as well. Maybe Ash. Yes. Yeah, I only started it uh, last night, night before, Resident Evil 4 Remake. I've not played much, I'll I'll let you know. I've done, like, the the fucking timed village bit where the old mate with the the burlap sack, who is far scarier in this than he is in the original. The bulging eyes is something else. Um, But, geez, the game looks and runs well, doesn't it? Good Lord. What are you playing it on, Um, friend? PS5? PS5 for me, yeah. Um, I was a very minor spoiler. I was surprised though that the dog's dead in the the bear trap. What the oh. fuck's that? What's what's oh. that about? Bummer. Mm. You're setting the tone yeah. for the remake. What a shame. Exactly. Fuck that dog. Saint your granddaddy is Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Our dog's dying. Hey, exactly. Hold on. Hold on, Nathan. You can't nonchalantly say "fuck that dog" because. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, look! Don't get caught in the bear trap to begin with. I mean, yeah, it's your fault. Dumb dog. That is wow. not at all what I was expecting, particularly <laughs> from you, Zach. <laughs> Get right in the bin. Um, but no, I'm enjoying what I've played of it so far. I've only played like an like an hour and a half, maybe, but very, very keen to play more of it. You definitely Can should. Ask. Do you feel like definitely it's should. a defining experience in the third person action genre? It is. Uh, I I <laughs> only played. I, th- I think I only James? played like. Two- what was that? <laughs> is that a quote? <laughs> From James' review. 
<laughs> no, it's, no. It's basically the AI, AI spit out answer. You go, what is Resident Evil 4? It's like, it's a genre defining action experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else that you've played, uh, Adam? Pr- probably not. Nah, nah. Been too busy doing other things, adventuring. Mm. Very okay. exciting. Look, mate, he the had hobbit doors. holes to get into, all right? Busy. Yeah, mate. All them hobbit holes. Had other, other priorities. Nathan, what have you, uh, apart from Zelda, or do you want to talk about Zelda? There's really not too much to say. As I say, an hour and a half, there's, there's not much I can comment on. It's, you know, you start off in a tutorial island, throwing mechanics at you at a speed of light. It's a lot. But uh, what I did play, or rather, after having left Redfall, where we last, you know, spoke a fortnight back, um, <laughs> that was... I put that down quite a, sad. Like, that wasn't even a game you could enjoy just for the perverted pleasure of indulging a bad game. Like, it just... it's it's dis, it, it feels disheartening to, to load up. Only so many, I put that one many as, moons ago, Zach said to me, I think you'll be disappointed. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And then I saw the game and I was like, wow. It's an yeah, understatement. <sighs> I, I was open to it being, you know, moderately enjoyable, and it, it misses that by yeah, misses that by a mile. So I've redeemed that by playing through Dead Island Two, which like was a significant remedy to play after Redfall. Like that was the tonic that I needed after that game, because it's doing similar things but far better on like every conceivable level, and I just don't expect that from Dead Island matching up against an arcane game. So I'd. I actually had tremendous fun playing through Dead Island 2 after my bar was lowered to the floor with Redfall. So just had an absolute blast of a time with it. And then... I, yeah. um, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I had a conversation with someone uh, this weekend about how Redfall's release kind of like inevitably ended up helping Dead Island 2's release. Um, and just have. that is definitely... It's a consensus that's out there. Oh, so I'm not... Okay, yeah, right. Are you it saying definitely that, feels very opportune. Are you saying that Redfall mm. is the is the fat friend <laughs> that makes Dead Island two that Red, much more Redfall attractive? Is, is the, <laughs> Redfall is the Horizon Zero Dawn to Dead Island Two's <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it nicer. We're just than that. dropping so many outdated horrible terms. <laughs> it's fine. Um so you've you've hit the credits? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was very satisfying. Yeah, I I must say I'm glad I would have not liked it as much if I felt like I had to beeline through it due to an embargo. Like I enjoyed just sort of kicking it on in an afternoon and playing at my own pace. And it provided very like um, predictable comfort food. So it was was a reliably good uh, time. Too repetitive in, in parts? Uh, no, you're, you're it, bored of doing the same thing over and over again, kind, it, kind of thing. It was until I discovered <clears throat> the importance of buying those fuses and treating those like those fuse boxes that you see around as kind of like little mm. mini loot dens. That always managed to throw enough interesting items, weapons at me that I'd simply never seen up until that point. So I always felt like I had tools in my arsenal that gave me a little bit of a uh, little bit of exciting advantage just to keep things a little bit fresh. But just when no. I wasn't doing that, I always felt like I was only <clears> just out bashing the zombies because they level up with you. So I never felt like I was actually getting anywhere. Just know, never actually getting when, when editing the podcast, make sure you get the clip where he says tools in my arsenal and just clip it to, you know what to do. You know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I hate yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> baby. The, f- the fuses, um, I didn't really get a lot of them because uh, they were kind of like I just couldn't be fucked. 
like go and so try and buy them. I, I get and that. I, I, and and a couple it's easy times thing I was, to miss. I was at I was at a vendor or a trader. Yeah. They didn't like they didn't have any fuses. And I was like, they have limited like, stock between them, so you need yeah. to go to each vendor. Yeah. Ex- explain this mechanic to me. So you said there's like a loot den. You need a fuse to get in there or something. Like, cause, yeah, it's, it's like so a back door, and it needs yeah. a fuse to basically power the door. And you can only get the fuses from. Every now and again, you can find them in the world. Like they're quite, uh, like they're, they're quite rare. But you but mostly buy a, them. Yeah, but a trader, there's like four. Trade traders, yeah. There's a few traders, but they usually don't stock more than three of these yeah. fuses. But when you open the room, they're not just any room. Like everything in this game is is like handcrafted. So you open up one of these rooms that might be like this trap laden garage with all of these like puddles of electrified water and boxes around. So it becomes these little puzzles and there'll be a chest at the end that'll pop out something that's a genuine improvement to everything else that you have. And you need that to have an edge in this game because the zombies level up with you so you can never really outgear the zombies until you have those special loot garages or whatever they might be. Right, that's super cool. Mm. It's very Diablo-y. How'd you find the final boss? Oh, piece of piss boring I, th- I feel like I had too good an arsenal by like, that point uh, of the game Big Adam because like I'd done Adam most of the side content else. up to that point as well because the side content I actually found to be interestingly written so I actually wanted to play through it mm. oh, I hated that final boss it took me forever has anybody Look, played Dead Island Co-op yet? yeah I haven't spoken yes. to anyone I, I haven't spoken to anyone did. is it good? Uh, progress isn't shared Progress isn't shared, but I ah. believe gear is. But <clears throat> what I don't get though, right, is when I played with who I played with, they were far like much further along in the game than I was, so they were quite leveled up. Yeah. So we there's a boss, the boss that you fight in the production set, like in the film set. Yeah. Um, like the first time I fought, I fought him, it took me. Yeah, I think I said like you know five to ten minutes to beat him like by myself kind of thing, and then me and old mate just beat him in like two minutes. I, I beat him pretty quickly. I'm going to say that the game's probably patched the difficulty a fair bit since you played it pre-release. Well, well yeah, well, that was the preview, so, yeah, I don't know. Because there was, there was the only no. boss I really struggled with was that first one in the hotel. Like, that took a good five minutes. Every boss after that was yeah. a piece of piss. All right. Just too good a game, that. I think the numbers were too good in my favour because I certainly wasn't hanging around for long. Yeah, no, I got to, in that final one. It's the screamer, like the screamer's the one that kept fucking me up, and then those. Yeah, they'll do big, that. The big, uh, the big thugs just kept. Yeah, anyway, let's move on. Anything else that you've been playing, sir? Myself, just a little bit of Soul Hackers too. Just a bit of JRPG comfort food. Uh, I don't know why I do it to myself. I'm time poor, and these things are time demanding. <laughs> anyway, I'll dabble. James. Yeah. What have you been playing? Um, I have put about three, four hours into Tears of the Kingdom so far, um, which is far less than I thought I would have. But you're Mm. right, Nathan. It is overwhelming at at times. Um, Like it was like a casual Sunday afternoon for me. I was like, yeah, I'm finally fucking ready to go. And I sat down with it. I was like, Um, so it's (laughs) It's very exciting. It is, uh, it is, it is, it's a lot. I feel a lot of very, very good things about it. Um, I've reached, I've ended the tutorial area um, and I'm sort of in the first uh, major region that opens up for me. And like, it is, it is magical. It's perfect so far. Like I have no real notes on it, but I also don't have much else to say other than like, fuck, this is good. 
Um, <laughs> and that's that's what I've got. Cool. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the other thing you've been playing, or not ready to share yet? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I can I can talk about it. I mean, reviews for this, I think, dropped last week, but because of the way timing worked out, I have not had a chance to officially write about this yet. But um, did a little bit of Ravenlock, uh, which is the... Uh, pick, uh, voxel art, is it? Is that the official mm. term for these things? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, beautiful-looking kind of, like, Zelda fairy tale-esque um, action game with you know, basic light, heavy attacks, magic abilities, um, story about a little girl who gets pulled into a portal and has to save a magical realm. It's like, it's fine. Like it, it's unfortunate that it's sort of come out around the same time as Zelda because it's combat is it, what is already quite a weightless system now feels even more <laughs> weightless to me, like having a direct comparison going on at the same time. Um, but look, it, it's definitely stunning to look at. The music's really mm. good. It's got great vibes. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes. Cool. Ash. Yo. Ash, Ash, Ash. You've been playing anything that is not Lego at the moment. Ah, it's not Lego. I mean, I did play Out of Terror, which was a neat little game. But Oh, yes, you did. Mm. Yes. Tell yeah. us about that. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's really hard to sort of put into words without saying... It's Vampire Survivors, but it's not Vampire Survivors. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's the same system, but it's got its own charm. It's got this really sort of neat, gritty 80s sort of retro horror vibe, very, uh, you know, Zombies Ate My Neighbors kind of stuff, like just really old school sprite work and running around this incredibly <laughs> barren and basic city landscape. But it just, because it's got that super old school look to it, it it's a, you can appreciate it. Like, if it was any other kind of game it wouldn't fly but with this with just sort of the the static and the style of the comic book styling it's like yeah it's it's okay it's fine it's cool so is this one of those survivors like yeah it's 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 one of those things where sort of you get your character and you don't really your your character is sort of spewing out attacks and you're basically it's a bullet hell but obviously all the bullets are alive and they duck and weave and come at you and stuff so pretty cool the, the, the aesthetic of the game is where it shines. It's really cool. The art's really sweet. And just the game itself is kind of basic, but it's just uplifted by everything else that you don't mind. And it's 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 addictive enough that you sort of, when you get into it, you sort of hit a zone and stay in it, which is fun. I played it, the very first time I picked it up, I realized I've been playing it for 20 minutes without stopping and sort of thought maybe I should actually work on objectives, you know. It's a good time. That's a good survivor's like when you get that issue. Time yeah. just flies, disappears. And you do that, just, just one more run, just one more go. Cool. Very nice. Um, i got nothing for you. Cool. But I'll talk about a couple of games in a minute. Uh, in fact, we'll start with them because I know that Nathan's very, very keen to hear about uh, <laughs> AFL 23. Mm. But finished my review. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, it's been a pretty disappointing launch. It has improved uh, quite a bit, but it still kind of needs a lot of work. Um they have patched in, I can't remember, no, I don't think it was there last week, but uh, as of last week, you couldn't actually invite your friends to a game. You know, like, you know, so oh. like that feature has been, been patched in, for example. Um, yeah, just just the, the gameplay just needs a lot of tweaking and tinkering around it. Like it's hard, like I don't think it's ever going to be perfect, but yeah, like marking, for example, it's just too easy. So yeah. Uh, which in real life, if you've ever played football, like marking is actually harder than spoiling the ball. Um, but, you know, in, in the game, basically. Maybe you're just grabbing it out of the air, right? 
Yeah. To like, market, yeah, but, it, like but if you're no. contesting, <laughs> no. like, come I'm, on. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Can't do. Um, do they have a, a mechanic where, like, you you jar your finger when you're trying to market and you have to, like, oh. shake your hand? The worst do you know, feeling. Do you know what that's called? Oh, are you talking about your, your finger or your, or your hand? No, your finger. Uh, yeah. Do you know what that's called? No. Nah. All right. I'll get back to you on that. It's called a plunket. <laughs> I thought there you were going to be like, do you know what this? Do you know what that's called? Because I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. It's called a what? Plunket. A pl- yeah. Okay. That makes as much sense as anything else related to AFL. Um. Yeah. So needs a lot of work. Big Ant is still working hard on it, but uh, yeah, I think it's been what two weeks now, pretty much since it came out. So you know. Do you think yeah, if they played the? Go for it, Ash. Get in there. I was gonna say. Do you think with like if they address all of the issues, does it have the potential to be like the best? So this AFL is definitely game? when when the gameplay works and it's like you can kind of see what they were going for. It is the like the best AFL game we've got. The problem is that because I kind of waited a little bit, and they're doing daily patches, so every day I kind of like would you know I'd have like a review kind of there, and then I would. <laughs> And they'd like, you know, they'd like, they'd fix marking or sorry, they fixed uh, like tackling, for example, has been fucking broken the whole entire time. You just can't tackle anyone. Um, these guys, like I said in my review, they got like Teflon all over them because nothing's like in sticks. They, they just slip out of the tackles every single time and you, then you can't even tackle them. Um, but then but then when you get tackled, buddy, it's all over, mate. Um, but yeah, so then they'd fix it and it would be a bit more balanced and then they'd do another patch like the next day and then tackling would be fucked again. So um, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, man. Like, so spoiling became a bit more effective in one of the patches, I think. I can't remember which one. but And then marking just became overpowered again. Like it's just too easy to mark. So, but yeah, they just need to tidy it up, some of the stuff. I don't know how easy that is to do, but... Maybe, uh, maybe move away from daily patches and do something a little bit more substantial. Well, let's see, like that's the other thing, right? Like I think now it's been two weeks. You you probably just want to do a big patch, like instead of these little hot fixes, like just work on actually fixing it properly. Just just go the Capcom route. Just give it like 12 months and then release like, you know, Super Um, AFL 23 Arcade Edition. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. But your uh, I did I did put your Tasmanian oh, turbo mate. chooks in the game, uh, so you can if you do play AFL and you want to play as the turbo chooks, that logo is up in the uh, the academy community. And like I, I do want to say, the academy is actually really good. Not that I'm ever going to probably create anything <laughs> aside from the turbo <laughs> chooks, right. but um, you can outsource it. But uh, like a lot of people are making some real cool, uh, some real good stuff. Have people uh, got like old yeah. school like Brisbane Bears? Yeah, man, there's like people yeah. have made all these Tassie teams and stuff and it's really good. The only thing, though, that's quite annoying is that you have to choose like a nickname for the commentary to sort of call your team. So uh, it's like... Do you, do you choose have, from pre-made words? They have words like West cause... Australia, they have like South Australia, but they, they don't have Tasmania. You know? uh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> wow. So, when I, so I think I end, end oh, up calling... I end up calling like fucking... I don't care what I call it, like... Peel Thunder or some shit, which is like a WA team. I was like, whatever, is, choose this. That is hilarious. Um, I can't believe they don't even have Tasmania. Like, you just think as a standard, they just put all of the states and territories in just for the sake of having them. But we'll just so you can, yeah, well. <laughs> Not all states are made equal, though. That's oh, it. wow. That's it. Uh, no one feels that more than Adam. <laughs> and, um, like, so I mean, like I am pro- from Adelaide, but yeah. <laughs> so things like Pro Team, for example, which is just, that was, you know, meant to be here at launch 
two weeks later, still no one knows like when that's even mm. coming. Um, online's fucked. It just crashes like all the time. All like, oh, people will just, just leave. Like, uh, I haven't actually completed a single match. Like, there's a trophy for completing a match online. I haven't been able to complete a match online yet. The Ooh, game either crashes uh, or people yeah. Leave. Like I was playing a game the, the other night against someone against these two people. Uh, they got the first two goals or something, or the first goal, and then I ended up kicking like five goals after that, and they quit out of it. So, um, catch you later. Cheers. Uh, and Jesus. Yeah, and just it does it does just crash like mid game. Like uh, I've had this multiple times where we'll just lose audio, and then eventually the game will just freeze. Um, but yeah, five out of ten. And they'll keep working on it. So, no further questions, Adam. I thought you had a question face. Yeah, on there. No, I did have one. Um, have you played Big Ants cricket games no, like the the last couple? Sucks. So okay. no, fair <laughs> enough. End of my, end of question. Cricket's good if you play it in the backyard. Every other kind of cricket can fucking eat my ass. <laughs> what about, uh, what about beach hunting cricket from like 2005? Reap hunting was good. Like video game cricket's kind of cool, but I think now with this like, general modern, like, simulation kind of stuff, it's just... Well, hold on, hold yeah. on. What about... what yeah, about, I'm not interested but, in that either. Keep it arcadey. Yeah. What about yeah. tabletop test match? I want to show you, Ash, a game I used to... And I still would love if I've had it. There's two little... Um, imagine like dice, right? But they're not dice. They're like hexagon rolls. Right, um, so imagine like do you, do you kind of get what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, you know, like a what's that? Like uh, a D twenty Cheerio kind of food. Yeah, no, he's talking about like a like long a cylinder, but with flat edges. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like you know. So I used like to play this. Called, like, it was like it was like table like table cricket or some shit. And on like one dice, or you know, let's call it a dice. Like one dice, you'd have like runs or something like that. I can't remember. And then on the on one, on the other dice would be yeah like a number or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember the rules. I can't remember exactly, but I had it as a kid. I used to fucking love it. Better wow. than real cricket. There you anyway. go. Plus you can so you'll it. fucking play that, but you won't play the board games that you've got behind you. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. <laughs> right? I really Motherfucker. Can't... Play the Mate, Resident was, Evil board game. I was like Fuck nine sake. years old. Yeah, and now how old are you? Grow up, mate. Are Fuck you, me. Are you happier I'm now or at nine? Yeah, I was nine, absolutely. If yeah, I knew so. what was to come, I'd fucking... <laughs> Uh, I've also been <laughs> also very very quickly we'll talk about Zool Redimensioned uh, this is a game from Sumo Digital biggest Academy. game of the week biggest game of the week huge massive absolutely what is Zelda no one cares it's all about Zool what else has uh, Sumo done their name's familiar to me no so this is the Academy so it's like these are the kids that are coming in to learn and m- m- like mop the floors and then after they've done that, they, they go and make Zool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, get put in, they get put into a work camp to remaster or re-release an ancient game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. And it's fun. Like, if you played Zool as a kid, like, on the Mega Drive or whatever else it was on, it's like a cheap Sonic ripoff, but I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I've up to, I'm up to, like, level or World 3 out of the five, six, five, six levels now. Eh, it's fine. You're looking forward to reviewing I know, it? I don't know. Uh, well, I was going to, well, they, they, like, they just sent it to me and I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if I'll commit to an actual written Twisted the old rubber arm. Yeah, I will, I guess. But uh, I thought I'd play through it and just talk about it here and there you go. Shout outs to them. Shout outs to Zool. What a man. What a, little, what a little alien. Oh, no, and I finished Dead Space. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Bearing the lead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought about aliens and realized I finished yeah, finish big dead space. Very good. 
very, very, very tight. Good. Though the fucking ending crashed on me. I had to do it all again. Oh. And that, that last sucks. boss fight's a bit of a bit of a bum. Yeah. Yeah. But we got there, so there you go. Good times. Will you reckon they'll remake two? I certainly yeah. hope so. They they did a survey to people saying, "What would you like next? Would you like a remake of you know?" Dead? They said Dead Space two and three, I think. Don't quote me on mm-hmm. that. So no, I, I'd, I'd, oh. yeah, I'd be salivating to play through yeah Dead Space two and hard with a remake like this. So James, you reviewed it. Uh, Nathan mm. played it. Did you have any bugs? I found it quite buggy. No, Not I don't really. recall having no. any bugs. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the physics engine plays up a bit, but that's usually just funny rather than yeah. funky. I just yeah. saw some great ragdolls and that was about it. No, this is more stuff like it would load in as a first-person game. Oh, Sounds no. like a cheat code to me, buddy. What? So I could literally walk I could walk around in first-person. I couldn't I couldn't shoot or anything. I could ah. access my, uh, my weapon wheel, but I couldn't actually do anything. And I think I don't know if I could go through any doors. But, yeah, um, basically I was, yeah. There's another time where I... It's the one where you've got to trap the guy in like the the cryogenics thingy, and you mm-hmm. got to freeze him. I, yep. I think, ah, I think, yep. in that part. But that boss, for some for whatever reason, everything just stopped. So huh. like, like I was just walking around with this guy and this big fucking dude with these pincers and whatnot. He was just every like every time that I would like turn like, like a different direction, he'd just turn like look at me and the other little dude with the oh things that fire sounds like the AI shut down. It did like the whole game just okay, but yeah, yeah so I didn't encounter nothing like that. Necromorphs have stopped times. responding. The first person thing happened like I reckon half a dozen times. I would, I would load what? in and it would just um, cut scenes that like once uh, like the objective finished, I couldn't actually open doors. Um, like I couldn't couldn't go anywhere. The game like froze in the, like in like the final moment. That sounds like the Zach Jackson special. The game was just out to okay. get you at that point. <laughs> there you go, kids. Piracy is bad. <laughs> Mate, I bought this with my cold hard emailing skills to EA. So <laughs> maybe they could send. Is this something. the first video game you purchased in the last twelve months? Nah, not quite. No. I love that you've. You know what the first game is? Callista Protocol. Oh, that's a, that's a right rip. Big oof. pre-owned though. Cheap <laughs> deal. That's yeah. You really stuck it to the man with that one. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, let's go on to Lego. Let's talk about Lego. Ash. Oh, sure. Let's talk about Lego 2K Drive. Uh, let's just lead straight out the gate with saying, I expected so little from this game. And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a dick. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I just meant like I bottomed out my expectations so that way I wouldn't get disappointed. But uh, spoiler, it's real good. Like, Yes. Very quite real good. Um, It's got this ridiculous open world and it just blows open new areas like constantly. Like, don't get me wrong, there's not like 30 of them, there's like five. But it just, the fact that like I did two races in one zone and then it just immediately said, oh, you can go over here as well if you want. And it's, it's like, I don't know, like, you know, this open world sort of racing games, you just sort of tool about and do stuff and run into people and they challenge you and you can do stuff. It's it's like that. But then with a healthy smattering of like off the wall Lego humor where it's like you meet someone, they're like, oh, can you take these flowers to my boyfriend? He, I don't know where he is, but he's wearing a bunny suit. 
And you're like, okay. <laughs> he was last seen getting donuts, so find somewhere with a donut. And so you do that. And the writing, oh, it's so, it's sublimely perfect. It's just, there's all these people out in the world that you can just sort of drive up to and push a button and just see what they have to say. And it does fucking nothing. They just, they're just there to say something to you. But it's fantastic. Every time it always makes me laugh. It's like a pun or an observation or some fourth wall breaking. Like, I don't know why I'm standing here, but maybe it's because that thing next to me was, you know, a lot of hard work for some video game person. Not that I know what that is. It's just, ah. The only, I'm about to say the only thing I've not enjoyed is that the the game, the in-game store looks like a steaming pile of garbage. But, it's, you know. As in, like, real world money store? Yeah. Or in-game? No. Uh, well, it's in-game money. It's in-game money. They're like, I've, basically everything can be purchased. From what I can tell, everything can be purchased with the in-game sort of Lego buck cash stuff. And that, it's, you don't get a lot of it. It sort of gets drip fed to you, but you get it forever everything like finish a race get some lego dollars fucking find the bunny suit man get some lego dollars smash through 30 fences in five seconds get some lego dollars so it's just constantly trickling in so it's not bad it's just i don't know it's a very adult system in a game that feels very e for everyone that i don't really dig and like the store mm. itself is not horrible like i thought i was imagining like something awful like oh you need more two by two stud bricks oh you better shell out five dollars of real money, but they—it's not that bad. They've—they've they've sort of got like collections of really odd sort of brick types. That do you do you really want like a bunch of paddles and oars? Is that your thing? Are you a paddleophile? Then you can have these paddles and oars. It's going to cost you like four thousand Lego bucks, or you know, three dollars Australian or something. So it's fine. It's fine. But like I said, it just feels like a very adult sort of. Mm, someone who has a credit card system versus, you know, little Timmy who's just built a, you know, six brick car that looks like it's a shoebox and he's having the time of his life. <laughs> it's just so weird. I just I just don't get it. But at the same time, I don't get it. But all of the economists who work for those big companies get it and they know what the point is. Mm. But um yeah, it's it's a shame that it came out at the same time as Zelda. Oh well, you know, in the same six month period is zelda where well, it's that's gonna, it yeah it's gonna eclipse gonna everything cast such a shadow yeah like nobody the, it was like 19 with the open yeah. world stuff sure. uh is it sort of like a forza situation where you can just like drive up to a race basically yeah. and seamlessly kick off yeah pretty okay, much sweet. like there's there's gates out in the world and you can sort of like if you approach them from the right direction that it can just start and like yeah. even if it starts you might be on the way to somewhere else and you accidentally drive one so just ignore the checkpoints and you'll cancel and just keep yeah. going um, there's nice. dudes hanging out that you can talk to and they'll give you challenges and some of them are funny some of them are silly there's like uh, you know oh this scientist has accidentally created robot cowboys and they're you know rampaging the town and he's also created a robot ghost train don't ask how that works but he has and so you got to save the town by like rescuing people while these horde of like robot cowboys try and tear your car to pieces which <laughs> I have to mention the coolest thing about the game is that your health bar finger quote is based off the number of bricks left on your car. So if you've <laughs> been great. like if you've been punted around a bit and like some of the weapons aren't fully lethal, there's like there's just a range of things and it's kind of stuff you'd expect. There's like a homing rocket and there's like a you know like an, an AOE pulse around you, but there's like another little minigun thing. At one point, 
my car got knocked down to just its base plate and its wheels. And basically, it's like, <laughs> it's a Lego equivalent of having one health point left. And I mentioned this to Adam the other day, but the, the last little point I'll bring up, because I think it, it is just mm, chef's kiss. It is the, the thing that makes the game so fantastic. Smashing into stuff is a genuine good mechanic that has a purpose and a point and you're encouraged to do it. When your car is getting its bricks stripped off due to damage, smashing into things will help rebuild your car faster. It will build your boost. If you smash things aggressively enough, like if you drift around a corner and you deliberately drift through like the barricade on the side of the road, smashing it, you will lose no momentum and you will gain boost as quickly as you can spend it. So the game just becomes this carnage bonanza where when you're winning, you're also leaving this trail of destruction that is just so incredibly epic. It's awesome. It's really fun. Love that. Yeah. I, I, I've said to a couple of people, people might not pick it up when it comes out because they're probably still going to be deep in the Zelda hole. But just the very first day this thing gets even a minor discount, if you've managed to climb out of Tears of the Kingdom, pick it up and have a blast because I challenge you to not have fun with it. And if you don't have fun with it, it's because your inner child's dead and you strangled them. <laughs> also, check out my videos. I've been really, I'm telling people I'm a Lego YouTuber now because I'm releasing videos of me building <laughs> random stuff. <laughs> they are very good. It's entertaining content. Dude, a friend of mine reached out and says, I always knew you'd end up here. Like, what? what is that supposed to <laughs> building, mean? T- building digital Lego. That's, that's a big call. I know. He goes, I always knew you'd end up here. That's right. I knew you'd be a Lego or craft YouTuber one day. <laughs> that's the other side the building system is nutty like ridiculous it's just it's just lego you don't have to get into detail it's just lego things snap together it works exactly as lego would it's ridiculous but um it does take a while like just because it's literally mm. moving bricks around a 3d space it's probably the best implementation of a lego building system they could possibly do like i struggle to think of how they could improve this short of like VR and haptic feedback where you can feel the bricks. Mm, Which if you take, nice. if you like that idea, pay me. Well, we look forward to reading your review and seeing more of your videos because I think you got a couple more in the works. I do. I have one uploading, oh, well, it's just uploaded a second ago where I get beaten by a burger. Good time. Nice. I'm not Very going cool. into detail on that. Nice. Yeah, well, we will check that out. Very keen to see what you think. I think it drops... Nineteenth, I think. Is it Friday? Yeah, I want to say uh, Friday. So, yeah, so Friday. Cool. Very nice. Score. Score. Do you do you have a score yet? Look, I I, I think in my first video I said like it's it's easily heading towards a very high score of like a nine out of ten, short of like a massive twist in the tail where like it reveals that it killed my mum or something. <laughs> Like, mm. the only negative is the store kind Dark. of stinks, but it's completely optional. So, mm. Mm. Nice. Mm. Alrighty. Um, I do want to give, no shout-outs this week, but I do want to give a quick shout-out to Jamie. <laughs> I always get his name wrong. You say there's no shout-outs, but we get to do a shout-out. <laughs> no, like, as in no, like, uh, uh, reviews to, like, talk about and stuff no like that. No formal shout-outs. I do want to give a shout-out right. to... Um, Jamie Penings. Uh, <laughs> no. Or how no. you uh, Penning. 
Peninja. I don't know. I'm I know sorry, I've said Jamie. it. I've, I've, he's messaged me before saying, "Yeah, you 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 did say it right," but I can't remember what it was that I said. That's why. Anyway, he <laughs> is absolutely killing it as the Open Critic Score Master. Uh, he has got an update as of today, as of this morning, so a day of recording being the Tuesday, the sixteenth, and uh, Zachary Clark is winning. So big shout outs to Zachary Clark. Fucking <laughs> KV's in in its second second spot on 80 yeah. 81 points. He's had a big climb, hasn't he? Oh. You're um you're chomping at my at my tail currently, Zach. I think you're I like th- two below me. I think you've you jumped above me. I didn't Oh, I, didn't, I leaped from I you. Yeah, I didn't move. And so upset. Fuck Jamie, you then. Eat my dust, bitch. Jamie Galea on 82, Dylan Blight 83, James O'Connor on 84. Um, James, how's that make you feel with James O'Connor in front of you? <laughs> just because you're saying so well James. deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just the better James, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. And you got uh, Chantel is actually the highest rated well plater on spot number six, followed by Adam. That's pretty sad. Me at nine. <laughs> Kieran at fourteen. Little Rixie at fifteen. Zachary at it. 16, then we scroll down. Where the fuck's scroll else? real far to find oh, oh, no. <laughs> James Woods Boys. at 5. I must have missed Nathan. He's somewhere. Oof. He's at 28. Yeah, you guys suck. All right. But, uh, big, big <laughs> Beyond redemption, to, uh, like 40 points, yeah. Big shouts to uh, Jamie for killing it with that as usual. Um, let's go. And speaking of Jamie, he actually reached out a couple of weeks ago in our little Discord uh, channel here feel free to join if you want there's a link on the website somewhere find it uh, it'll be it'll be worth your time uh, so he has reached out with a question for the show and I thought given that we've spoken a, a lot about Microsoft in the past couple of weeks uh, his question uh, this would be a good little conversation to have tonight uh, should Microsoft ditch consoles after the Xbox series X and S and completely switch over to game pass um, over PC and cloud, uh, instead of investing in their consoles, focus on focus their funding on developing ways to play their games through online apps, TV apps, and other casting options like like a Google Chromecast, for example. I still stand by my past cast that I predicted like two years ago or three years ago in our predictions. That'll happen one day. I know it will. I feel like that's inevitable for them to do something like that. It's what they've been building towards for what the last. I mean, definitely this generation and then kind of the the tail end of Xbox One, which old mate Philly Spencer fully admitted to to losing that generation mm. in there. I'm guessing you guys talked about the the interview, yeah? The, the, the kind of funny? Yeah, cool. Which was enlightening in some ways and very candid. Um, Reason. But <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yeah, I didn't expect him to be as openly disappointed as he mm. was, because he's usually very much, and I mean, you have to be at that kind of level. It was a very casual um, take, wasn't he? he? Just sort of said, yeah, yeah, nah, bit of a bummer, wasn't it? And it was like, you used to corporate speak where they sort of try and go like, mm, well, there was a bunch of metrics that didn't work in our favour, which led to a, you know, a tragic yeah. financial, di- nah, nah. <laughs> that was a bit shit, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. but I mean, to, to bring it back to the the topic, yes, I, I fully expect that they will do something in the way of, like a Chromecast, but for 
for X Cloud well, or it'll just be, Game Pass it'll, or whatever. It'll be like a TV app now that you can get on the yeah. Samsung TVs, well, isn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Didn't the Steam Link whether they do exactly that? There was a Steam Link that basically let you play your PC games on another device, just you know, by streaming it. Do that. It was just called obviously, the Steam Link. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But um, yeah, basically they can do that, and they can just the other thing is then they can also leverage things like Game Pass to other consoles for the sake of just getting as much money as possible. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And they might not kill. The, they they don't, don't have to kill off their peripheral see. market either, because they their controllers are very good. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see Game Pass on PlayStation though. Oh, but they're so friendly to each other. Remember, we'll we'll give Sony everything. Just let us buy Activision. Uh, I reckon they've got one more one more generation in them, at the very least. I reckon I at the most. The, X- the Xbox the Zero? Yeah. yeah uh, sorry, agreed. that's what I... Uh, what yeah. did I say? The very least. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. They just don't seem like their heart is in the actual console manufacturing <coughs> part of this entire endeavor. Like, they're, they're viewing games as a, as a streaming service to be... Access by anybody, right? It's not about the box you've got. It's about just being able to jump onto the Xbox service, um, and that's, you know, I think it's it's cool. It's interesting. Um, I don't know why they're like. I think you know that Phil Spencer interview is a good example of like they they know that they kind of quote unquote lost, you know. And even now they're not talking about you building up a digital library with your current Xbox. It's just about you've got Xbox Game Pass. You pay it or you don't pay it. It's kind of where we're at here. Nobody's well. Nobody, generally speaking here, I don't think people are sort of buying games on their Xbox digitally, right? Like if it's, if you've got your mm. Xbox, you've got your, your Game Pass and you play it that way and then you unsub if you want to unsub like with Netflix and whatnot. Um, so I just don't know why you need the console to do that, especially because the console itself doesn't seem to be living up to the expectations of the hardware anyway. Like they touted this thing as being an immaculate box and it's produced stinkers. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Strange position for them to be in. The only thing I think will hurt them possibly is internet in, not hurt them, sorry, but will um, make them continue to make consoles for X amount of time. Mm. It's just internet connections in yeah. countries. Like, I mean, even, s- like, even like here. like Even here, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like our internet is not probably capable. I mean, that's why, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that why we never got... PlayStation mm-hmm. Now or the PlayStation the 3 yeah. emulation or whatever. Yeah. Or, or the yeah. Switch streaming. But I've also used mm. the, the cloud thing for Xbox as well. And that thing runs rough on our net. Mm. So, they so badly yeah. want to make it and uh, that a requirement though. Because wasn't there, there was talk at one stage of needing an internet connection for the Xbox one maybe <laughs> i know that it was yeah. you, you talk about the yeah. quote where they said we have an offline option it's called the xbox 360 <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> jesus christ um, but they like obviously yeah. it's something that they want to do but yeah i think you're right zach logistically i don't know if you know the globe is quite there yet no nah. maybe they'll acquire fucking mbn maybe, maybe maybe that'll be their next big <laughs> acquisition that's that's what they need that's what they need um. Yeah. No. I, th- I think. Yeah. I think they'll they'll make another console after after this. I did like the question because I, I went back and watched the whole kind of funny thing. I like I like the question that I can't remember who who it was, but one of them said kind of thing. Do you? And I'm paraphrasing a little bit because um, do you feel like you've let your console players down a little bit, or you've lost focus of your console yeah. players? And I think that they probably have. Um, 
a little bit. I think they're kind of trying to bite off too much, trying to please yeah. everybody kind of thing. Um, yeah. It was such a strange thing to hear on that interview, like that question about, you know, have you let down your console players? And it's like, just give them games to play. That's like mm. basically all anybody wants to do with their console, right? Is to just walk into a store, grab a game, go home and play it. Slap like, it in. Yeah. We don't need the moon. It's. Do you think Game Pass some to a degree mitigates like that lack of first party stuff? Like, do you think that you know, if Game Pass wasn't a thing, for example, mm. do you think that we'd, that we'd be a lot harsher on Xbox? I mean... I've kind of, I've ended up viewing Game Pass in the, in the same way I do view all the streaming services that I'm currently stupidly subscribed to, where it's like, there's like a dozen or so things on there I would probably enjoy playing at any given moment, mm-hmm. but I don't do it. Like, I, I jump on there yeah. when something new comes out because I have an interest in that specific thing. Yep. I'm not just going to jump on there and browse because, like, and games especially, given the time commitment of them as well and the mechanical complexities they can involve, like, they're not the same thing as just picking up a TV show. Um, you, you need to generally want to invest in a game. Um, and casually browsing them on Game Pass isn't the same thing for me. And just purely speaking for, for me on that one. Um, and so I think that, it's helped him in the sense that it's a really good value for money option. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if I had kids or if I had a family, that'd be, it'd be, might be a different situation. Um, but I also don't view it as much of a value proposition at the moment because I just don't, I don't feel the need to engage with it. Um, no, I just kind of more, uh, and I get what you're saying, but it's more like, um, how do I explain it? But like, there's nothing major kind of to play, but I'm spending 15 bucks and I've got all these things I can choose from. So there's always something to play kind, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I, th- but do I you? think though, yeah, no, I, I think no, James, I, yeah. I think well, James I'm did sorry, answer I... the question in, in, in the same way that I probably would as well, mainly because it used to be that we'd have like a, a gaming season, like it'd be between what mm-hmm. September and December, there would be all the big games releasing, but it's more annualized now. Like there's, you know, I think, a couple of years ago that February started to become, you know, oh, big juggernaut. games would come out then. Huge. Yeah. But the, it's, it's kind of, you drip fed these massive games throughout the entire year. So you're never without a new release to play. Mm-hmm. And our, like our own monthly content doing jorts, like I never have a month where I have absolutely nothing. There's always at least one, if not a fucking a Nathan load where it's like 12 <laughs> games. <laughs> And <laughs> instead good. of instead of sitting down and being like, oh, fuck, I've got nothing to play. Let me jump on Game Pass and find something. I'm always like, oh, such and such comes out in a week. I'll just keep playing whatever game I'm playing at the time until that comes out and then I'll have something new to play. So it's just, it's not as maybe attractive for gaming as, yeah, say Netflix, where you just want to binge waste an hour so you find yeah. something. Oh, and that's how Netflix gets used. But what I'll say yeah. here, though, is both you and James or probably all, all of us to a, I guess, to a degree, we're not X pass X pass. We're not Xbox primary console players. Mm-hmm. So like we all no, play. I'm, a I'm not PC subscribed. Or, I, I or would struggle to find someone who identifies oh, as that. Mm. My, my series X is uh, sadly overkill for what is exclusively a backwards compatibility machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, I was speaking with someone at work the other day and they do play on Xbox and they just say that they just play what, whatever's on Game Pass. And I was like, don't you kind of miss you know, having, having all these... Quality. Don't you big, kind of yeah, miss games? <laughs> hey. and, and yeah, like their response was just, you know, I pay $15, $20 a month, whatever it is. 
when I get access to all these games. So that I kind of feel like, yeah, like it's not as noticeable. Yeah. The raw value yeah. for money for an average consumer is like absolutely there. I don't think anyone's sort of disputing that math on it. It's just more of a like hearts and minds campaign for me that they just haven't won. Yeah. It'd be funny to and see yeah, you, someone in that position sit down and play like a couple of like really big first party Sony games and sort of get, I guess that kind of barometer of like having a steady stream of excellent indie games is great, but like some of the games that have come out in like the time that Game Pass has existed have been fucking incredible. Mm. Mm. And there's not really anything like that making a splash anywhere in Microsoft's wheelhouse. No. So like, yeah, you know, sitting down playing cool indie title like, you know, Peggle Clone X or, you know, really indie light, you know, super stylized adventure game. And then like going, hey, but have you seen like, you know, Spider-Man, God of War, Last of Us? Like, not saying yeah. that there's a, like, there's not a, a definitive this game is better than that game, but just seeing that like, you know, the scope and the difference there and just going like, does this appeal to you? Is it something that doesn't appeal to you because it's not accessible to you? Like, Mm-hmm. It's also it. Uh, I I fall back on this every time we have a conversation about, you know, I I don't know anything to do with that's monetary in gaming is you know we kind of sit in our ivory tower yeah. because we don't, I mean brass tacks of it we don't pay for games for the most part like wow. we have avenues where we can get new games releasing or wow. this that or the other way to flex your but, privilege Adam. Well, yeah, but then if you look at, because, you know, when I used to work at EB, somewhat, they would come in and buy a PS4, they would get a year subscription to PS Plus and nothing else because they were just like, oh, I'll just play the monthly games when they come in. Because if you, and that, if you get the PS Plus at the right price, it's the price of a game. Exactly yeah. right. So we can, you know, talk until we're blue in the face about, True. oh, yeah, well, you know, we just play we just play the the big games and we don't need the the subscription services but for you know your average console owner it is mm. it is a fucking fantastic service so yeah. it's yeah we we can put our opinions mm. in there but like the the bloke that Zach was talking to that's who they're making this service for they're not making it for mm. critics like us because they know we probably don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah mm. fucking critics <laughs> Do also want to say though, because in that interview, you know, Spencer was talking about, you know, if we just make great games, people won't come. That's not enough of a, a, a draw card, right? And like, I, I kind of, I find that a little bit strange because I was just looking before at like what's coming to PlayStation Plus this month, and like that humanity puzzle, yeah. cool looking game is dropping on there. It's like, oh fuck yeah, I'll, I'll pick that up right away. Like that's that's awesome. Like, and that is a service I'm incentivized to use because there is a cool new looking game on there. Um, yeah. And if you're going to put out stuff like Redfall. I don't know why you'd expect people to follow you to your console at that point. Like it feels like a sort of a predetermined giving up. Like you can't yep. just put a blast of third party titles out there and then be like, why aren't people following us? Yeah. It's also not disingenuous, but it's, I think his answer to that would have been a little bit different if Redfall was an absolute fucking banger, because the yeah. idea is that you, you drop these massive titles to get people in the door. And then that constant stream of games, whether they be, double triple or indie like that will keep them there so to say oh you know it's not as easy as just make great games it's like well yeah but you have the infrastructure there now like people know how great game pass is but why stick around if you don't have great games yeah. you can't yeah it's sort of feel, discount yeah. that they're needed it kind of feels a bit like that whole if you build it they will come mentality was applied but they sort of 
they got the system and the infrastructure set up, but then didn't realize that they could also still sort of produce product. Yeah. yeah. They didn't furnish the house. They just... No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So people are turning up and there's nowhere yeah. to sit down. Yeah. It's a nice house. I still think the, um, the system seller game still does exist. Like, there's still Absolutely. plenty of people oh. I think that with the right game would buy, go out and buy an Xbox or go out and buy a well, PlayStation. Yeah. Or... Again, speaking back to my, my retail days, that 100% fucking happened. Like, mm. a, a game would come out and believe it or not, it could be something as simple as like AFL, probably not AFL 23, but like if what, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But like, I know that yeah. Red Dead 2 was the the big one that stands mm. out for oh, me. They're yeah, like, I haven't that. played a game since the, the first Red Dead sold my console, but now I'm going to, I'm literally going to spend $600 on another console just to play. Got a so head to say that going to pick up my PS4. Yeah. I'm going to play the knack. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, I mean, Zelda's okay. another good example, right? Yeah, like, I feel definitely. like a lot of people only have a Switch because of Breath of the Wild. Oh, um, easily. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. I think it's mad. That, well, maybe I'm mad, but I thought it was half strange they didn't do a new Switch to run Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, you and everyone it. else. Yeah. They, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They released one with a very pretty skin on it, but it was But yeah, but you think that, like, if there's one game that's going to ship consoles, I mean, they'll yeah. sell regardless, but... Mm-hmm. I have a I have a little twi- like I feel like they're going to do a bit of a Twilight Princess type of deal where you yeah. hear about you know, uh, po- yeah. 12, 16 months time Switch success will be announced what's there on day one it's Tears of the Kingdom bundled with the uh, season pass off I you think go. you'll Kingdom, find Metroid Prime 4 yeah, off you go <laughs> Super Tears of the Kingdom Arcade Edition hey. there you go that it's a system seller my friend yeah it is yeah. Um, James I want to quickly go to you uh, about the Phil thing before we wrap, uh, wrap up. One thing I found quite yeah. strange in that interview that I don't think we discussed with uh, Big Ralphie was um, Phil's or Xbox's <coughs> internal uh, expectations for Redfall were much higher mm. than what they got. Like, yeah, like, you know, so they would have had mock reviewers come in and do that sort of stuff. And man, I, I, I wonder where they thought this would land. Like, I'm, I was genuinely curious as to where. How they not yeah. see how bummed it was? Because it's there's a story of a bummed. few dropped balls, surely. Oh yeah, like there's like most steps along the way here. It feels like everybody made the wrong choice, um, which kind of turned a blind eye to whatever was going on with Redfall. But yeah, like them talking about like oh, it's double digits lower than we were expecting. Yeah, um, I imagine they were expecting sevens and eights. Um, yeah, which you know for a first party game of this kind of like. Um, inoffensive structure let's say like you know the game is what the game is but like on paper right this game could totally cruise by with sevens um Mm. it's just i i think x like in the in the general public sphere right like goodwill towards xbox has pretty much evaporated in in critical spheres i would say and so i I wonder if that's obviously played a factor in you know how it was received critically uh but Mm. the fact that nobody internally was like yeah you might catch some heat for this is is wild Mm. It makes you wonder what the focus groups look like. Like if they've got mm. people looking at this mm. and providing genuine, actual, honest feedback, who the fuck are they? Yeah. <laughs> like it, it yeah, always surprises who, me. Who does mockeries? Because I've been asked to do them before. Mm. And I said no. So I wonder who asked I wanted, you? can't tell you. <laughs> it's AFL. for an unreleased um, audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right, 
I want to quickly, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the news, but James, before you get in the hot seat, I want to just, I want to, I want to drive for a minute and I'll pull over and you can get in. But um, just, <laughs> the analogy? I'm very curious, uh, not curious, um, Sony, Sony, right? Sony PlayStation, Sony Computer Entertainment, Jim Ryan. Friend of the show. Yoshida. My dad. <laughs> forgot his name. Um, shout out to Jim's dad. Jim's dad? Ryan's dad. Adam's dad. Who we got there? Um, uh, so. You sure you want to be in that seat? Yeah, no, look. Have you been I'm, drinking tonight, sir? Yes. He's, he's falling off the seat. Jesus, I'm driving under the, the wheel. Under the uh. influence of my. So um, this whole week while Xbox have been getting canned for Redfall, canned for this bloody Activision thing, what else have been getting canned for? Oh, this interview thing. Breathing. So, Sony has shut down Pixel Opus, who made Concrete Genie. They've laid off a lot of the staff of Deviation Games and they've cancelled another game. They're either like... Oh, sorry, and and Zelda came out as well. Sorry, that, that was the other thing. So while all this, you know, big news was going on, I don't think it got a lot of attention because everyone was too busy talking about other shit. Like them cancelling, sorry, not cancelling, them shutting down Pixel Opus is, that's pretty disappointing. Because um, mm. they, can I, can I be brutally honest with that? I think even if it wasn't such a green news week, as far as Microsoft is concerned, I don't think people would care as much as you'd like them to. A, because... Yeah, A, because Concrete Genie, I don't think, was played. It was criminally not played by enough people because that game is fucking excellent. Um, But it also doesn't directly affect gamers as much as Redfall being shit does because I think people were excited about that and it was a promise that wasn't delivered, whereas the PlayStation things aren't as headline-grabbing because people, like, it's not not affecting them directly. I think they've been very... They're not things that would be on their radar. No, no but I think exactly. I think they've done this at the opportune time, though. I think this is... Ah. <laughs> that's, so that's what I'm saying. They've, what do you mean? Like, do you think they have an email penned up that says, you're all shit can, fuck off, go home, and they're just waiting no, for the I Metacritic store just, for Redfall to drop? Like, it, it just... No, I mean, it's not just Redfall, but I think just in general, to kind of go all this in the past week when all this other stuff is going on. And, you know, like... the what adam said like they're not major but you know that's mm. still they're shutting down pick clothes which we didn't we, we don't even know what they're working on were they working on something you'd well you'd think so like what have they been doing for the past like fucking five years mate sitting on their bums uh but the other one the the deviation one which was that's the interesting one because this is does anyone has anyone ever did anyone ever read about this sort of stuff I'm trying who, to read about it right who, now, but um. who this is? So this is the studio that's like, um, I think it's like it's former Call of Duty devs and shit like that. Um, Jason Blundell. Did they know. announce some ridiculous online shooter or something? Did they? Yeah. Well, I believe they're working on a shooter. Yeah. Here. So I'll read yep. the. Um, this is from VG Charts, who I think might have broke the news. I think. Uh, but Deviation Games, who partnered with Sony Interactive on an original IP, has been hit with layoffs. Several employees at the studio have announced on social media that they've been laid off and now looking for work. Sources have told the site that up to 90 employees have been laid off. 
a bunch of my colleagues have been laid off. There was a post from one of the artists, uh, former associate, uh, said on this guy said on LinkedIn, unfortunately I was affected by layoffs today. Uh, I'm trying to find anything. Oh yeah, okay. Well, the article doesn't really say much. Uh, the co-founder and chief executive officer Jason Bundle had left the studio in September 2022. Bundle was the former co-studio head at Call of Duty developer Treyarch. He was lead creator on the popular Zombies mode in Call of Duty. In the Call of Duty, before he left the studio in 2020. So yeah, they um, first announced that they were partnering with Deviation in June June 10th, 2021. So it's been a couple of years since they announced that they were doing something, but we haven't heard anything more since then. Mm. But you know, it's just like it, it's it's an original IP that's probably. Who knows if it's been cancelled or scaled back or whatnot. Um, and then they, uh, this is also from VG Charts, they reportedly cancelled a uh, unannounced sci-fi shooter and, and which resulted in the studio laying off 40% of its staff. So uh, Final Strike Games, this doesn't sound as familiar to me though. Um, Sony has, has reportedly cancelled an unannounced sci-fi shooter that was in development at Final Strike Games, according to a source. Uh, the game was set to release in, on PlayStation 5 and PC. Uh, and then, yeah. There you go. I mean, if you're asking if Sony is also part of the capitalism problem, then, like, yes. The, the well, answer no, is like, yes. No, no yeah. like, I, we knew that. But uh, I just found the timing very interesting. Very crafty. Just kind of do it all in the background. Everyone's eyes are glued to Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think if you put this shoe on Xbox's foot, they're gonna, they'll be copping a fair bit of heat for this, for cancelling another project, for shutting down a studio. Um, I mean, but there's less... There's less oh, sorry, James, go for it. No, I was going to say, they did catch all that heat when they did those layoffs, like, what, a few months ago, whenever it was? Yeah. Like it, it's it's definitely a conversation that happens around Microsoft a lot because I think there is a um, obviously a much higher level of scrutiny on them because they are so aggressively expanding into this market, whereas Sony is just like very quietly churning away doing its thing. And so when they do a fucked up business thing, it's like, yeah, the the wheel grinds and everybody dies underneath it, right? Um, which is horrible. Unfair, like it's yeah, I think to yeah. kind of brush oh, no, off it's, and go, it's look, an apathy, it is what right? it is. It's, for yeah. Sony, no. Oh, no, no, good, no, I, I, no, I fully no, no, agree. No. Like, yeah. like, I know that you're not saying that, but I'm just, you know, but the general consensus has been like, you know, they make good games. They made The Last of Us. They made God of War. So whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, it happens. But then... I don't know. think... Yeah, I think it's like public perception-wise, I think Sony just has, or PlayStation just has far more goodwill. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, Xbox has no goodwill currently. I think it's, it's comparing apples and oranges at this point. And by no means am I saying you know, Sony gets a free pass because they create a better product in my opinion. But I just think from a general, yeah, from as far as the general public is concerned, I can see that at least playing a factor. But we're also Mm. not general public. I I, I would say that I'd say we're probably supposed to have opinions on this Mm. and and feelings. Um, And I feel like brushing it off is a bit sad. Because you know, there's it yeah. sounds like that there's a fair bunch of people that have lost their job for sure. I'm not, it's a strange I'm not brushing no, no, it off no, no, no. personally, like, I'm mm. I don't think it's I'm not 
sitting here saying it's a good thing. Mm. Mm. It's just hard to call. Like, also, like it boils but down also to like, like the giant wheel of capitalism, like James said. Just it's it's exactly tragic by every metric, but just it's disgustingly part of the system that we're all very very accustomed to. I mean, I agree with Zach that like if the shoe was on the other foot and we're in a different sort of timeline where this was, you know, less convenient. Like like you said, it was a green news week. So all of the blue news just sort of flew by. But I mean, like mm. in the past, Sony has cancelled huge projects. Like they've they've done it pretty transparently too. Like everybody forgets that like, you know, God of War 2018 came off the back of a giant project being cancelled at Santa Monica Studios. Again, because Top Brass at Sony said we don't have confidence in it. It's just I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot more issue with like Xbox and Microsoft seem to go all out marketing things that they then later shit can. So when a cancellation mm-hmm. comes from the green people, it's got a lot more vitriol attached to it as opposed to Sony sort of quietly puts the pillow over something's face while it's sleeping and nobody <laughs> was even aware it was there. Mm. Like we discovered that massive project was shit canned in the fucking the God of War documentary. Oh, we were really busy working on something huge and it was really coming along. And then it wasn't. And you're like, oh. Hmm. James. Yeah. Take charge. Take charge. I'm hopping in the back seat. He's done, yes. He's done swerving. <laughs> Nathan's um, very quiet tonight. I, I've just got to point that out there. Oh, I just don't feel like I have a whole heap to contribute. I'm going through my own job loss situation at the moment to have much feelings about this. Did you lose your job, Sorry, Nathan? guys. It's a tough economy, oh. fellas. It's a treacherous Please. financial landscape, my friends. Feeling the hurt, sharing the hurt. Time to start selling that novelty was... t-shirts. Yes. Sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, speaking of novelty, uh, Bloober Team has announced that Layers of Fear will be launching on June 15th for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and X and the PC. This is, uh, I think as a lot of people are learning today along with this news, not a new game, but a repackaging of the first two games with some DLC and brand new content. It seems like a kind of quasi remaster retelling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, there's a demo available. Whatever, you know, that, yeah, that's however buzzword, you want to isn't frame it? it. That is the buzzword exactly. Maybe it's open zone as well. Who knows? Um, this <laughs> so there's it, a demo a out now. You can play it. Strand. Oh, we need more Strand-like games. Anyway. So this isn't uh, the new Layers of Fear. This is a... No, no. There is this no is the new, new Layers of Fear. This is, this is the only Layers this is of Fear. Layers of Fears. Do you remember when they announced it with the, the S on the end of it? And it didn't make any sense and it was fucking stupid. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Did they really do trying that? Trying to figure out... Yeah, it was yeah, so I dumb. <laughs> um, but then they dropped it to make it the same as the 2016 title to fucking confuse people and tank their SEO score. Anyway... Um, yeah. It's trying to figure out, because I wrote the, the news piece for this, trying to figure out what the fuck this game is, is, a, it's painful. It's a nightmare, yeah. Because originally uh, it seemed like it was a reimagining of the first game, but it's more of like a collection of both of the games put together in one package with all the DLC plus some new content, but it's running in Unreal 5. It's fucking oh, confusing. Joy. Well, I bounced off those games anyway, so you can miss me with that shit. Yeah. Mm. But there is a demo. You can play it until Monday, May 22nd. So get on that if Layers of Fear is your 
bag, baby. Uh, speaking of horror games though, Frictional Games have announced a very small delay for Amnesia the Bunker. This is their procedurally generated open bunker horror game, follow-up to the <laughs> very popular Amnesia series. Um, now we're releasing on June 6th uh, with a, also that. a free demo available Oh, no, available on May 22nd. Mm. They're smart. You know, they're getting out of the way of layers of fizz. Um, did, did, you, did you see why they delayed this? No. Uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, they put up a, what is this? There's a note on Twitter. Yeah, uh, like, has been delayed two weeks due to unforeseen certification yeah. issues. The decision is crucial to ensure we do not ship the game with these issues. They also talk about not wanting to force crunch culture. Um, so, you know, that's cool. But mm. yes, Days Gone did come to mind. Nope, no, not Days Gone. So the day before? What is right. that game that you and I think is real but isn't real? The day That's before. The day before. But what's the day before. Yeah, the day cool. Before. They're talking what's about certification to... issues as well, right? Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm talking. So I think, <laughs> I think with this. So what my take on this is that obviously they've submitted the game, and there's like a massive bug in there or some kind of thing. That's how I've right taking that. So it's actually failed to get certified on the it's failed certification. Yeah, mm. not failed to exist. Unlike <laughs> unlike, well, the, <laughs> unlike the day before. <laughs> Did you guys um, check out the gameplay trailer for it? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Does anyone have any thoughts? I did the news piece for it. I watched it. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. When I was doing the Jorts piece about it not that long ago, I watched, they have like two trailers out for it. They have like a story trailer and a gameplay trailer. And then they've released 10 minutes of gameplay footage. The 10 minutes of gameplay footage is literally just like the one and a half minute gameplay trailer, but it goes for 10 minutes. Not a bad thing, <laughs> but like the game has a very specific hook and that's just kind of it. So... Mm-hmm. 10 minutes of walking around very dark environments with a fucking hand-cranked flashlight, which is just diabolical. But um, the cool thing is that they did show that there is, uh, there's weapons, which is unique. Mm. Like, the yes. old mate picked up a goddamn green pineapple, a grenade. So... Did. Oh very Resident Evil-looking inventory situation going on as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I just feel like I'd be walking around the whole time with the grenade out, just in the first... In front of you. The first yeah. sound I hear, I'm just like, ah, yeet! <laughs> not even, not, not even to kill the beast. No, yeah, I I did watch that gameplay and I was, yeah, we'll see. It's we'll, an, we'll see how it's it goes in, in in full release. Definitely an amnesia title. Yes, it is definitely an amnesia title. Um, Hogwarts Legacy on the Nintendo Switch has been hit with a pretty substantial delay previously scheduled to release on June 25th. Uh, the developers have taken to Twitter to confirm that it will now be launching on February. Ten. No. Yes. No. November fourteenth. Uh, November fourteenth. Sorry, I I was reading the article while also trying to talk about the article. This is going very well for me. Um. Yeah. Look, you know, getting that thing onto a switch must be a trying experience. Well, did, did you guys see the feedback regarding the release on old gen consoles for like the PlayStation Four and Xbox One? I no, heard it was if, good. Apparently, it? it absolutely slayed. Like it was crushing it. Yeah, like the fidelity was down, but in a believable way. Like you know, draw distances weren't completely bonkers, and like background details were sort of shifted down a bit. But it ran beautifully. So, if they've done the hard work to sort of scale it correctly, then maybe the Switch version will work just fine. Possibly. Who's to say? Hmm. Who is to say? You know, who might have something to say that was terrible? Jeff Keatley. Uh, he's <laughs> he's out there with his uh, Summer Games Fest. Um, they have announced. 
um, a list of 40 plus partners that will be joining them for the June 8th event. Um, I guess some headlines here, Xbox, PlayStation, Square Enix, Netflix for some reason, Bandai Namco, Activision, Annapurna, Disney, EA, like it's it's a who's who of <laughs> It's everyone uh, who great pulled wheel. out of E3. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is this is effectively your your E three. Um, does anyone have anything that they're excited about for Summer Games Fest or? Yeah, the fucking four games that Hoyoverse are going to announce that everyone's going to care about very much. I will. <laughs> Fuck, Adam, who, of course you who are Hoyoverse? They do. That's the Genshin Honkai yeah. Star Rail. Oh, cool. I remember, I can't remember if it was Summer Game Fest or the Game Awards or something, but I remember there was like a 25-minute segment of like three back-to-back announcements that looked all the complete fucking same. And I'm sure Nathan, yeah, I'm sure he loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Your bag, baby. Look, I'm just, I'm on board for any event that could just possibly shed some fucking light on Mortal Kombat 12. Because, like, mm. I'm two events in now where it was rumoured it might make an appearance and it still hasn't. So, at this point, I'm tuning into everything just in the hopes of getting just a drip. Please, sir, a crumb. Well, that um, is a excellent segue into our next news story. I didn't even mean to do I'm that. Like, punt over to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, obviously, people are chomping at the bit. We know from the earnings call that Mortal Kombat 12 is in the 12th Mortal Kombat game is confirmed to be not only in development, but coming out in 2023. And uh, so far, Mortal Kombat 12 has apparently been leaked to have been hotly revealed. Its title, apparently, is Mortal Kombat 1, and it's going to deal with time, fuckery, to go back to the prequel and go back to before every Mortal Kombat game ever. Adam, I see you shaking your head. What's up, buddy? They've already done it. They've already done this, Ash. No! They've done it once before. They went back to the tournament that we're aware of from Mortal Kombat. This is going back even further, son. <laughs> tr- I mean it makes it makes I mean as much as a Mortal Kombat game can yeah. make sense like Mortal Kombat 11 was very much about time fuckery so I Dude. mean it seemed kind of inevitable that they were going to do that looking at it I guess I, I completely agree with the sentiment a lot of people saying they already did the you know the in-universe reboot has already been done so how are they rebooting the reboot it's not fair but at the same time the way i look at it is technically they are trying to explore a plot point that has never been touched on and so yada yada mortal kombat's about a fighting tournament they want to go back to the first one the first one that we haven't actually seen the one that earth realm won because a dead set legend called kung lao kicks some ass um, an interesting point, though, is that uh, obviously this leak came from, uh, I think it was from the Twitter user Billy Billy, who's got a massive track record of like insider knowledge and sort of listing retail stuff before it's up on retail websites. He was the one that said it's called Mortal Kombat 1, but Ed Boone, being the devious little troll man that he is, um, a dude did a video, like another YouTuber who's not like a massive fighting game YouTuber, he's no Maximilian dude, it's just some guy, hence why I can't remember his name and I'm not bothering to look it up, but... He did a video explaining why he doesn't think the name of the game is going to be Mortal Kombat 1, and Ed Boon retweeted it and said there's a lot of truth in this video. So... God damn it, Ed. It's it's either like an absolute double troll, like a triple cross or something, but, I mean, I said it on the... Dis- I said it in the Slack channel, I understand the need to call it Mortal Kombat, Kombat 1. I also don't like it. <laughs> I hope they don't call it that. Just... Call it Mortal Kombat time fuckery. Just do it. But uh, any day now, we'll actually get some mm. real news about it and we can stop speculating. I, for one, can't wait. That's the news. Woo-hoo. Good job, Zach. Well done. Yeah, thanks. 
Uh, let's go to the off topics. Uh, 90% of the week. Uh, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something that um, a film that's a film series, in fact. Uh, this is just a bit of a shout out to a poor mate who's gone up into the clouds uh, from RE4. I'm going to do uh, All Dogs Gone Go to Heaven, the animated series. Um, just as a bit of show of respect for those digital dogs that haven't made it into the remakes of their games. Wait, are you telling uh, me that there was more than one All Dogs Go to Heaven movie? There's like three, mate. Are you serious? Come on, bro. Anyway, technically wow. the first one's from 1989. Buddy, go fuck yourself. Um, but it is... <laughs> Grow up. 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it is old. But has it, has anyone seen these cartoons? I've seen no, the first... No. Well, I mean, I'm going to start seeing the first one, but I was going to say I have seen the film All Dogs Go to Heaven and I thought it was just a standalone single film. In in your film that you've seen, who's the main guy? Is it like who... who, who is it Jim Belushi? Ju- like the voice actor? No. No. Oh. No. It's the... Holy fuck, Burt Reynolds is in this. Burt Reynolds is in it. <laughs> Have you seen it, Adam, or are you are you too young? Is this... No, no, oh, so fucking way. You, Charlie Sheen is in the sequel. This is correct. fucking wild. Do you so consider this like, to be a classic television now that, like, you can't possibly watch it because it's... Also, Adam, you're clearly Hello. looking at uh, All, All Let's Go to Heaven on uh, Google there. Do you reckon Burt Reynolds got a little bit of Pedro Pascal about him there? 100%, mate. 100%. Sex machine. They're both absolutely. absolute sex machines. Absolutely. Uh, All Let's Go to Heaven 2 is not from 96. That's on 20% on Tomatoes. Big score there. Um, with uh, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Borgnine. You might know him from uh, basketball as the I owner who chokes on a hot dog. <laughs> Time just finally run, run out for the old cocksucker, eh? Um. <laughs> <laughs> of all the quotes to pick, I, I was going to say, like, someone get this man a hot dog, but no, you hit him with a cocksucker. Fair enough. Uh, fuck. <laughs> That's a good one. Anyway, um, <sighs> Charlie Sheen, eh? Shout out to him. So that's 90s film of the week for you there. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's, that's just to pay a little bit of respect to our dog I, from I dig it. I can't wait to show it to my daughter and just, you know, scar her for life because the film's dark, man. Real dark. I wonder if Adam will still be talking about that dog next week. Mm. We'll see. We shall see. Or maybe you just... R- maybe you just tro- about it. Maybe you're just trolling him, Nathan. Maybe. Or maybe not. Just jerking, he's All right. Uh, anybody watched anything good this week or want to, think, want to share anything that they've done, eaten? Oh, 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 me. Any, I watched anybody? it. I watched any, it. Anybody? I watched it. I watched a film. I watched <laughs> The Pale Anyone? Blue Eye, the, the, uh, the with film Christian with, Bale. with Christian Bale, and it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was okay. fine. It was all right. I watched it on the flight over to New Zealand, ah. and that's exactly where you should watch that film. <laughs> there are play, the there are plain movies, aren't there? There's movies that like that is a it's gonna that's it's a gonna, plain movie. It's gonna distract you. It's good. You can't hear the baby cry yeah. next to you, but you can hear Christian Bale. Uh, I watched Julian something. Anderson. I watched something that was hey. a massive pile of garbage. Just oh, random. What's that? I forgot that I had an Amazon Prime subscription, so I opened up Prime Video, and it just recommended, just completely out of the blue, it was like, hey, you should watch this. And I, I recognised the first name was uh, good old uh, Jessica McNamee. 
Aussie girl. She was Sonya in the recent Mortal Kombat film, but she's been in like TV and stuff as oh, well. Okay. Yeah, it recommended a oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it recommended a movie to me <laughs> oh, called <laughs> a movie called The Neighbor. It's from 2017. It's got a. You guys know who William Fickner is? Old mate. You see his face and you'll be like, oh, yeah, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, you look at him and you go, oh, that guy. He's in a bunch of stuff, but never anything massive. It said that it was a psychological horror. And I don't know why I pressed play, but I pressed play and I watched it start to finish without stopping. And when it ended, I actually got up and I was upset. (laughs) <laughs> the entire like the, the synopsis right is a middle-aged man mike feels trapped in a stagnant unhappy marriage when an attractive young woman and her husband move in next door mike becomes obsessed with them believing the husband to be abusive and violent and i was like "Ooh, this it's a psychological horror this could be cool the fucking dude just stares at them out of his window fucking makes a very very basic friendship with the woman and the movie ends when he accidentally kills her husband the, the film <laughs> the film literally could have been called the simp it would have been the same like the genuine so is it just like a really shit rear window is that what i'm feeling <laughs> what god you... damn that sounds awful it was just so mm. funny because like legitimately he go like he hears her getting yelled at goes over to like Stand up to the boyfriend. He's like, "Oh, I'm not a pussy. I can, I can stop domestic abuse." He walks in there. The boyfriend basically says, "Hey, old man, please, can you fuck off?" And, and he gets shoved. He picks up a golf club and hits the guy, cracks his head open, and possibly kills him. And he just sort of walks outside and sits down and goes, "Hmm." And then the film ends. <laughs> the movie ends. And I remember going, "I felt so angry. Like I've been lied to." But um, William Fickner's a fantastic actor. <laughs> I don't blame him one bit. His his role as the simp was fantastic. I just feel like the writing and the directing let let that let that poor man down. And uh, Jessica mm. McNamee, love your work. Call me. I know you listen to the podcast. Who doesn't it at this stage? Nathan, you watched anything good? Yeah, look, speaking of avant-garde films, uh, I caught Bo is Afraid last week. That's why I wasn't oh, is it? What'd you think? Uh yeah it's yeah it's indulgent as a motherfucker it's like i thought so this is from ariasta the dude that did hereditary in midsummer loved hereditary enjoyed midsummer thought it was indulgent this film is a pure indulgent rush for like three hours it's fucking long film and the whole thing is basically set up to emulate like a panic attack but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense like there's not really a clear storyline going through it Uh, It sort of comes together at the end in a really clunky fashion. Uh, Don't know if I enjoyed the payoff so much, but the one thing I did like about it is it takes, it quite often veers into like dark humour. So it definitely does have a comedy running through it. Um, But it's a very, yeah, it's a very tragic comedy. It's it's all very anxiety inducing, just seeing an adult man child sort of play out (laughs) all of his uh, neuroses over three hours. And you're just sitting there as a captive watching uh, Yaquin Phoenix just nervously shuffling around sets. That's all he does in the entire field. Just sort of looks at his feet and shuffles around. Uh, it's such a weird... It's, it's a fucking weird film. I would watch. I would probably watch him read a phone book, but then you describe that he's just sort of awkwardly shuffling around. I'm like, oh, I love the guy, but do I want to watch that? He's, he's, if he's not awkwardly shuffling around, he's like yelping and squealing. Like he's got absolutely... Like his whole character is just... An erotic nobody, like no confidence whatsoever. 
Uh, I think I think people at the cinema both either loved it or hated it. Like there were people that as soon as the credits rolled, they were like, "What the fuck was this?" Just storm straight out, and there was others that were just sat there absolutely baffled. Uh, the one thing I will say, without you know, as as an Easter egg rather, but not quite a spoiler, is it has one of those uh, sequences like Hereditary of of climbing a ladder, leading to a very distressing outcome. Mm. That's all I could say. It's I'm not inferring anything, but for those that see the film, will will chuckle at, at that if they're able to tuck that little nugget away. Sounds terrifying. Cool. James, you watch anything? Not really. No. Succession was good again. It always is. That's kind of it. <laughs> it's been a it's been a ripper season. I'm always a bit half half on it. Like it's it's very highbrow. But I'm I'm enjoying it mm-hmm. a lot at the moment. It's just it's it's definitely veered into some trashy territory that's been very entertaining over the past few weeks. Yeah, mm. I was saying to him, mate, I felt like the most recent episode was very like Aaron Sorkin-y. Um like it was Oh it's a hundred percent, but yeah. better. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, look, I, I have a I have a I have a soft spot for Sorkin and his particular uh wiles, but um yes, this was uh, the yeah. newsroom is a tough crunch and this was so much better than the newsroom. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. That's all right. Please. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, Adam, have you watched anything? No. You went first, didn't you? I can't remember now. I've watched The Pale Blue Eye <laughs> on the flight over yes, to New Zealand. It's or, um, it's okay. Was it good the second time? Did, did you watch it on the way back? <laughs> on the way there and back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Can't yeah, wait to get back on that once. plane. <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched Malevolent. Malevolent? I can't even say that word. I'm Malevolent? Did you watch Malignant? Or? No. no. Malevolent. James Malevolent. Is Malevolent. it the British horror I, film? I oh my God. The more I try and say it, the more I've got that. <laughs> is it the one with, <laughs> Who's in is it? Is it the one with Florence Pugh in it? Florence Pugh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Sucks. Okay, I've got to look this oh. up. Oh. Uh, it does look like it sucks. 2018 <laughs> British horror film directed by Olaf de Fleur. Oh, that's not even his their first name. Uh, the whole Sorry. name. Anyway, whatever. I read that name as you were about to, and I was like, I can't fucking wait for this. And it did not disappoint. <laughs> that was all right. Oh, this film. Yeah, okay. So that I did start okay. watching this, and I, yeah, I blew it off. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Oh, is this I'm a not... Netflix horror movie, though? Yeah. Like a Netflix yeah, produced one? Yeah, it is. Uh, the film centers on a team of scam artists who are making money from fake paranormal encounters. 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. Fucking, I don't know what those critics are smoking. Um, bat film. Florence yeah. Pugh though. Yeah, she's fine. I mean, yeah. I don't love every role she's had. I couldn't stand her character in Black Widow. I couldn't stand much about Black Widow though. That's not a fair call, mate. Mm. That that movie introduced my favorite villain to the MCU, and then just took a big old runny oh, shit all no. over them. Poor Taskmaster. Oh, Taskmaster. Yeah, they really fucked. Do you know, when that movie came out, Adam, Brocco sent me a message that just said, I'm so sorry, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And I replied with, what? He says, have you seen Black Widow yet? And I was like, no. He says, never mind. Oh, oh no. I I did watch Guardians 3 as well. I watched that last night or the night before. Fucking good. It's a a James Gunn action film. So it is... Very good. Exactly. Are we back on track yet? Are these films actually getting interesting? No. Here's the beautiful Uh, thing. It's not an MCU movie. It's in the MCU, but it's not a fucking MCU movie. If you go in there with all the usual things like, this is the shit that pisses me off about the MCU, it's not fucking present. It's not there. It is the third Guardians movie, and it is a James Gunn film. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. There's no in a good way though. Like it's not even a spoiler, but there's no hackneyed. Oh look, it's fucking Jim the Eternal dickhead. Oh, long time rival <laughs> of Doctor Strange turning up to fucking get the MacGuffin of penis, and oh, off he goes again. None of it. There is no plot thread that links to anything else that is important. It's just Guardians Three, yeah. James Gunn, good film, great music. You'll laugh, you cry, you shit yourself. <laughs> That's all I ever ask. Um, we were talking about Netflix horror movies just before. I don't know. Have we discussed The Ritual on this show? Ooh, oh, yeah, we That's on my list. That's on my list. a long time ago. Do I want to watch it? Yeah, okay. I, I, have you watched it, a bit of Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I quite liked it as well. Mm, okay, yeah. I've got that on my list, so I've been keen to get into that. I'll probably watch that yeah, very soon. Uh, I do have one final thing to drop on you guys because I've been looking for people to talk about this. Has everybody here watched Knock at the Cabin? Yeah. What do people no, think yeah. of it? Yes. I... Ooh. Have you read the <laughs> I book? I think I liked it. I, th- I, th- I think I liked parts oh, no. of it, but enough parts that I enjoyed it. I really liked some people in it and the way that they acted. Fucking oh, same, same. But then it old had that mate typical Rupert Grint. fucking M Night Shyamalan clusterfuck of an ending that kind of left me a bit cold. <laughs> I'm oh, no, fuck him. I'm on a completely I, I different wavelength. Films. The movie ended, and I went, I didn't get fucked by Shyamalan. Interesting, different, unusual. Um, I really like, I really like some of the people's performances in there. Old mate, uh, Ron, Ron Rupert Grint, Ronald Weasley. Ah, uh, Rupert Grint and Shyamalan have been doing some pretty cool stuff lately, though. So I was pleased with that. Dude, he was intense. The first time I saw him in screen, I was like, "Holy fuck, it's Ron!" <laughs> yeah, um, if you, if you like that flavor, definitely recommend Servant on Apple TV. That's Rupert Grint, Shyamalan produced. His daughter does a lot of it. It's fucking sick. I dig it. All right, thank you. Good recommendation. Cool. All right, shall we wrap it up, boys? Let's do it. Why not? Nice. Uh, quickly, actually, got a question for you. I know the answer probably going to be no. Has anyone watched, heard the new 30 Seconds to Mars song? Tell us all about it, mate. Fucking sucks. You're the dog only shit. one. Fucking dog shit. Absolutely hate it. Jay Leto, you can go. Sucks dog Friend shit. Friend of the podcast, Jared Leto. You can, what you, you, can, you can finish that sentence however way you want to listen to Do they have another one since last week or is this that one? This is that one. Okay, yeah. Well, so you have not good. That's no, I was, sucks, isn't it? You and I hung out for like a full hour last That's week talking we about it was, like, it was like 90 <laughs> minutes, wasn't it? It was so good. Um, that song is not good though. No, it's sorry, not. It's, no. Sorry to subject you to that. Oh, uh, look. I learned something that night. Hmm. Mm. thank you for listening to this week's episode of the well played dlc podcast uh, if you want to check out the content go to www.wellhyphenplay.com.au you can go check out ash's videos for lego 2k drive i think that's the name uh on our youtube channel mm. if you can't find it it's in the top corner of the website it's like we well played underscore au i think um check it out give us a subscribe like and sub Please. i have been working hard on these so give me some love we need to get to a thousand Please. All right. Uh, have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Cheerio. Off Bye. we go. Bye. Shyamalan did After Earth and I can't forgive him for that.